Hello and welcome to Hit the Bricks. Everything that's interesting about Guthrie, Oklahoma, including airplanes. Whether it's on the ground or in the air. Yeah. It's always interesting yeah. over Guthrie. Yeah. Uh, Shalon, the director here at the Guthrie Edmond Regional Airport. Did I get that right? Is that the, the exact official title? Yes, it is. Yeah. G-E-R-A. Yep. No. We're get, we have to... It's short for that, but I think we we'll, we always want to say Guthrie Admin Regional Airport. Say it out loud. Yes, never, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, I'm the trying way. to get everybody out of that habit. Oh, Gira. <laughs> that's how I remember it, though. G or that's Guthrie uh, Admin Regional <laughs> Airport. <laughs> that's true. So we're here today, right the second in like this is the the lobby. Is that what it's called? Yes, Just it is. Airport F lobby. FBO Fixed Base Operator. So basically, what that is, it's the heart of the airport. So where a lot of things happen. Every airport has a fixed base Based operator? operator. That's correct. So if I were to go to, um, uh, you know, uh, LaGuardia, uh, is there a room there that's like the fixed base operator? That would be your general aviation side of the airport. And that's what has the fixed based operators. Oh, yeah. This so, is so educational. <laughs> out of Oklahoma City, Will Rogers, they would have AAR who is a general aviation, and they get in all the general aviation aircraft, and it's separate from the commercial side. Okay, so general aviation and then commercial. So like if you're flying Delta or wherever, whoever, is that still an airline, Delta? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're I over, think so. it's two, two separate things. Okay. So like a uh, general aviation could be anything from like somebody flying their own private aircraft correct and, and and what else kind of falls under that yep. umbrella single engine aircraft it would be charter aircraft you've got uh your aerobatic aircraft even like vance air force base will fly into the fixed base operator it's more or less the place where every other aircraft goes besides your commercial everything else aircraft yep all right mm -hmm. so um we were talking earlier about how how long this airport's been here, which was what, 79 years ago. Is that when this approximately kind of a, uh, 1940? There was a grass strip here. Started out that way. At this yeah. location. At this location. Okay. Yes. So the orientation of the runway has changed a little bit. So the grass strip was a little bit different oriented than what is now, and today uh, the airport is operated um, as a jet-capable runway. Jet-capable runway means that it's a 5,000-foot runway. 5,000-foot long runway. So they have to have room to slow down? Is that the whole point of that? Well... I'm just making stuff up right now. But. Sounds really good, <laughs> you Jets have to have at least 5,000 feet to land They're and take off. I, uh, yeah. Aircraft. It's yeah. more... It's not so much the landing, it's more the takeoff. Okay. Yeah. It, and this is, is this ideal property because it, the, especially the runway, it's up on a hill. I mean, it's higher level than most of the town is. It, it is. And yeah. when you go out on the end of the runway, so the runway is oriented, what our runway is called is runway 1634. So it's oriented according to magnetic compass. And if you go out to the north end of the runway, which is runway 16, then it's awesome because you can see the beautiful town yeah. beautiful city of guthrie you know just nestled down there and it's crazy that we're up on a hill it doesn't even seem like we're on a hill <sighs> to be so, like in the in the all the planes and all that stuff you have to be kind of smart 
Because I'm already like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel so dumb right now just because there's so many moving parts. Uh, to not only flying an airplane, all this, but there's a lot of stuff that. It's just magic to me. It, it really is. It it's still fascinating to me. <laughs> like, it's like almost you have to grow up knowing all that. It's like I'm, I just don't know if I can just go and start learning it right yes, now. You, yes, could. yep. Could he learn Absolutely. how to fly a plane yes. here? Yes, you can. In fact, we have two flight schools here: mm -hmm. uh, Crabtree Aircraft Crabtree. Company and Blue Skies Flight Training. Mm -hmm. And both of them take. If you go to Glenn Crabtree, which is Crabtree Aircraft, then he's got the tail dragger, tail wheel. Uh, which is a little bit different from Blue Skies. Blue Skies doesn't have that, so it really depends on what type of aircraft that you're familiar with or that you want to fly in. From what I understand, the tail dragger, and I'll, you know, it's the yellow airplane that you guys, have, have you seen the yellow airplane flying around Guthrie? Uh, maybe. Yes, yeah. I, I do. Okay. Yeah. I don't so, live too far from here, so I see all of them. <laughs> yeah, so that airplane is unique in the fact that if you learn, what I'm, from what I understand, if you learn in that, it's much easier transition into the tricycle, tri, where you have the two. You don't have it tail. You don't have it sitting down. It's okay. just a tricycle. Okay. So yeah. sitting up. Tail wheel is where it's sitting down like this aircraft. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, it would just be up, gotcha. basically, gotcha. I guess. Let me pretty much figured out part two to this, uh, <laughs> this podcast episode when you get to learn how to fly a plane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you go with that? So is it easier? Okay. I'm so you can come in and you can basically, and I might have changed this a little bit. It's been a while since I got my pilot's license, but 40 hours of ground school instruction and at least 10 or more hours of flight. It just depends on the person. So it's... Double it, that for me then, so yeah. So <laughs> there, there are a lot of moving parts. Remedial flying. Is yes. that thing that you have? <laughs> okay, so is it easier to learn to fly a plane or a helicopter? Plane. Plane. Yeah. From what I understand, because the helicopter, somebody gave me the analogy one time that it was like playing the drums. I mean, you've got everything moving, different times, mm. all like that. that's as much as I know. Right, that's what right. I've heard. <laughs> a lot of moving parts. Yes, absolutely. So. In a plane, less moving parts? Yes. And it, when you look, get into a cockpit, it looks very intimidating. Yes. And in the beginning, when you start flying, it, the, it's like saturation, you know, in the cockpit. Yeah. You're just the saturation level. You're, you're thinking of all these things you've got to be doing. But that's where the instructor comes in. Takes you to the movie airplane where they show the cockpit and they keep going and going because all the little things. But uh, So 40 hours of classroom and then 10 hours in the air. At least, And that's a good yeah. start. That's, yes. A good start. And the price varies. It depends on where you go, what the aircraft is that you're renting. And I don't think it's a big difference. But mm -hmm. that's so why you need to check into it and come out here to the airport. Is there two companies here to teach what, flight, yes. flight lessons? Yes, and what's really cool is that anybody can come out here and do a discovery flight. And it's just $100, $99 to go out for a discovery flight. And basically what that does is it gives you a taste of what flying's all about. And is it something that maybe you got the bug mm -hmm. while you were up there in the airplane? And that's what's really cool about trying to get kids out here during our fly-in. Absolutely. Yeah, in fact, uh, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but uh, you said uh, kids flying. I know a 16-year-old that's going through the lessons right now, having a good time with it, uh, local local kid here. Is it like a 
Do you have to, like a driver's license at like 16 to start flying or to actually go up in the air by yourself? How old you are you? You do, yeah. 16? 16, yep. Wow. So you can start, you know, <laughs> learning stuff like that. Way before. Prior to, sure. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that sounds scary to me, <laughs> but then I think about my kid driving a car. I'm almost more right. okay with like him driving an airplane than a car. It's, for some reason, the whole car thing is just freaking me out right now. It's a now. lot safer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about it until just, just now. There's no stop signs or street lights right? <laughs> at the Walmart yeah. in the air. <laughs> you know, nowadays they have a glass cockpit, if you will, mm-hmm. and it gives you GPS. It, it, all, it also has a screen that lets you know in simple terms where other aircraft are while you're flying, and it gives you a warning. Is texting and, and that's that's in the ones that have those fancy. Is texting and flying like a problem? Don't like, text and fly. Is that, it? <laughs> is that the same? Is that as much of a scourge in the air? I wouldn't advise it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do. I, but again, you've got autopilot in the airplane, so oh, you man. put it on autopilot, and then you take a picture real quick of the ground or. I'd fall asleep in the heart. Autopilot. And like, <laughs> That's why you're going to be the, the um, podcast host taking the yeah. flying lessons, not me. That's it. Really is um, uh, the flying. Uh, it's just I've never done it before, so it just it's, it's a lot of fun. It, yeah, it really is. It's it's exciting, and you know the first time when you solo, what that that is the oh, first time that yeah, you go oh by God. yourself. Yeah. yeah, just what it sounds like, and. You get up there and you're like, woohoo, and you're like, well, I better wait till I get back down on the ground before, before I celebrate, <laughs> yeah. start celebrating. Yeah, exactly. But it, it is. It's a lot of fun. I, I still enjoy. I just always. So, so people learning is taking off the harder, the hard part, or maintaining the, the air, or landing. The landing. The landing. Yep. That's the one that the instructor hopefully wants you to have a perfect landing before you yeah. get solo. Yeah. And that helps here with the longer uh, runway here too. I mean, right. you talk about the jet. That's fine, you know, but smaller aircraft that gives you a yeah, whole. Yeah, you have of, the whole runway to land. Yeah. yeah, they try and teach you to to land in a certain spot on the what they call the box on the at the uh, approach end of the runway. But uh, I know the way that uh, Glenn teaches out here at the airport is that he says you got the whole runway. Land halfway down yeah, the runway. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be comfortable. Down there. That's right. So the <clears throat> there are a, a surprising number of airplanes out here. Like people who haven't been here before, probably be shocked. Like they how many are. are. How many are, I kind of live here right now, airplane-wise? What we call that is based aircraft that live here, and that's we have officially 137 based aircraft. Yeah, that's kind of shocking. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. I was I was thinking it's quite. I, I never thought over 100. Right. I was thinking 50, 60. Yeah. Um, and so and it's continued to grow because when I got here it was ninety. Yeah, and every time I come out here, there are more buildings too. Like the buildings <laughs> yes. just kind of pop out of nowhere. Yes. Um, In the last four years, we have built five hangars, and you're right, out of nowhere. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and this year, we've just um, this next year, so our fifth year will be three more hangars. Oh wow! So the more hangars, the more airplanes, mm-hmm. the more fuel they buy the better off it is for the airport and the economy, Yeah. the economic impact that we have on 
So the hangers uh, are those companies that then like at least like kind of like you know store your plane in our hangar. Is that kind of how, how it works. I don't know anything about well, that. Well, some airports do that. That's where they live. Some airports. Yes. Here, what it's is that the city owns the land. Mm -hmm. So the city of Guthrie owns the land. And by the way, we're partners with Edmund, Correct. as you can 50, tell by. 50. Yeah. It's a, well, they pay 50% of the expenses. Mm -hmm. So they lease the ground from us, and it's private entities that build an aircraft for whatever purpose, or sorry, build an, a hangar for mm. whatever purpose, mainly to store their aircraft. Is, and they sometimes will have other things in there, but as long as it doesn't affect the ingress, egress, the in and out operation of that aircraft, mm -hmm. then like their mechanic tools or you know such things as an office, you know, as long as it doesn't affect that, they'll do that. Some of the businesses that are out here, people will locate out here for business purposes. We've got um, A&P Aircraft and Power Plant, which is mechanics that work on your airplane. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of entities like airport, uh, CEC, who is airport engineers here, uh, consultants, and they're our airports, but they use their aircraft. And it's just a, a small aircraft that they use to allow them to get from point A to point B and to their other airports here across the state. We've got Vance. John Vance, yep. he's got a couple of airplanes here. Uh, Ditch Witch. So there are several that will build it to store their aircraft. But it, it's not, there's a lot of people that also, individuals like you and I, we decide, hey, we want to get an airplane. We'll go in together, and then we'll share that. And a lot of times how they'll do that is they'll have a calendar, and it says, okay, I'm going to take it this weekend or that weekend. And that's how those hangers start going up. We've got entities that will do it because they want to get an airplane, but they also want a place to store their aircraft. So they'll build a 10 unit or an 8 unit T-hanger. So there's eight different individual units. We call that a T-hanger. Then they will charge the rent and collect the rent individually. Then I charge them annual lease. So out here they'll build for the right now the lease agreement is for 30 years with two five-year options at 17 cents a square foot. Seems like I heard that not too long ago in the council meeting uh, and that was being talked about. But uh, another thing that has been, a, I think, a great addition here was adding fuel. Uh, this was several years ago. Mm -hmm. but I'm just going through my, my brain of, uh, <laughs> of upgrades, improvements here at the, when that was adding fuel uh, yes. for planes. Um, the Avgas, which is Hunter the Lead, and that's for your just your, I don't know if you say, it's just your general aircraft. It's not jets. So all jets take uh, jet fuel. And so the two, we've got two uh, Avgas and then one Jet A. So, yeah, that's real important. That's, uh, that's probably one of the biggest uh, revenue sources for yeah, an airport. Yeah. Because even not only airplanes, but helicopters too. Because I know Oklahoma City media uh, helicopters are out covering. So, well, I got to, well, when they're talking to the producer, like, oh, I'm going to get the Guthrie and refuel. So yeah. it's always going, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And also, the like Mercy Hospital, 
they will use it with their metaflights. Yes. They come in here for the organ donations, or if they want to transfer one of their patients from uh, Oklahoma to other Oklahoma City hospitals mm-hmm. from here, then they're able to do that. So we have a lot of that uh, going on here. We've also had, um, well, emergency response. We had, when we had the fires out here real bad, yeah. they were able to base out here and then use our pilot lounge to have that kind of like their office. And I think they were out here close to a month. I'm going to show off here before you watch this one. And, and the pappy lights. <laughs> the, 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 the pappies, yeah. Precision. Didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> That's good. Those, those were an added addition. And what that is is precision approach path Indicator. Don't tell me, tell him, I know all about it. <laughs> You've been in your back pocket for like three so, years waiting yes. to say it. <laughs> that was, yes. So a lot of the infrastructure uh, that goes on here, so what we try to do is sustain and maintain mm-hmm. and continue to improve and not only maintain, but improve our infrastructure for aircraft and to make it safer for pilots to fly into the airport. Pappies will allow the aircraft, and I'm going to use my hands here, they're going to allow the aircraft come down to the runway the runways if you're just listening she is using her hands i can verify this (laughs) keep going so they can come down to the uh runway by watching these lights too white too red and depending on if they're all white they're too high so if they're all red they're too low so they want to keep it on that right angle of attack the glide path Mm -hmm. that brings them down to the runway so they can make sure that they're coming down at the right rate of speed and touching down at the runway at the right point. Is there a color that just says, like, you know, genuflect and you're done? <laughs> Reds. Yes. Reds. Yeah. And so, I remember going through that process, and I, we call it the airport loop uh, industrial, uh, which used to be a straightway industrial, but now with the, at the added runway, it took out the road, and so it's now the airport loop. And I was driving to the east side of town to avoid downtown traffic. Someone, and these lights are flashing. The, yes. The pappy lights were flashing. All right, I got to call Sean. This is like weird. What is this new light? And that's. So those are the Odals. Yeah. And that's omnidirectional approach light system. So basically, mm-hmm. what it did for the north end of our airport is it lit up what we called a black box. You're flying in, you can't see anything, it's really dark. Yeah. So those, you can see those omni meaning from all over, every direction, from quite a ways. Mm -hmm. And how pilots get those lights to come on is they have a mic, and they hit that mic seven times. That'll light them up bright. Then if they, once they get in, they see the airport. Now the rotating beacon is another navigational instrument. But back to the odals, you push that light, and you'll see that from a long ways away. So the odals. Odals. You push push the button seven times. Yes. And they come on. Yes. So every any any airplane has like a built-in thing that just opted like. Yeah, that's their mic, and that's what they talk on. So anytime they talk to air traffic control or another pilot, then they want they'll push that mic button so they can talk. But seven times. Seven times. Yeah. Is, okay. yeah. So that's high that's intensity. Totally magic. Huh. Medium intensity <laughs> and low intensity. So we have high and medium here at the airport. When I come in, I'm flying in, and those lights are too bright, the odals, I'm going, whoa, okay. I can hit it three times. It'll turn those odals off, but the runway lights will stay on. Mm. So it allows me to see the runway and land. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> you said air traffic control. Is there a person here? 
It's like no, on we're, headset and, and you're doing the, the, the he watches too many movies. Sean. I really do. So yeah. what <laughs> we have is a common traffic advisory. It's a unicom, what we call a unicom frequency. Robot? That we mean? The rob the no, robot? it's a oh. just your mic and your it transmits from the aircraft to what the radio you heard before. Okay. And it allows other pilots coming into the area to hear on the same frequency. So there's frequency for our airport, mm -hmm. 122.8. They dial that up when they know they're coming into our airport and they're listening for traffic. What's the call letters? 1228. Is it, they have like letters? Is it like KG something? Well, our, that's, that's something a, totally our different. three, yeah, yeah. Our three letter airport identifier is GOK. GOK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the K in front of it. Makes sense. Yeah. Is another yeah. part of it. I knew that. Okay. I knew there was letters <laughs> somewhere in there, but I didn't know if that was, that. It was completely wrong. So when I fly in the airport, I'm going to, you know, get that frequency up. Yeah. I'm going to be listening to traffic. If there's no control tower, which there is not here, uh, it's a non-towered airport mm -hmm. is what we call it. And we come in, get that frequency, make listen for traffic. If we have traffic, we let them know we're in the area too. We're going to be landing what runway. Let them know, and it's usually all airplanes land into the wind. All airplanes take off into the wind. So that's a whole nother lesson. All right. That's so if what you, if you have two uh, two airplanes that are both they're they're coming at the same time, and they're they're talking to each other. Is there like a you know no you no you no you don't right away you. the right like, away <laughs> yeah like how do you decide? There's one guy like I'll buy you a beer if you let me go first. How does that work? So there's a traffic pattern that runs, uh, it's kind of like a um, oval shape. So part of it's the runway, and then you have a left base, right base, depending on which runway you're using. If you're landing, you're gonna call that out and say, I'm landing runway 16. I am 10 miles southwest of the airport, inbound landing runway 16. We'll enter the traffic pattern uh, a 90 degree angle mm -hmm. and then they'll go ahead and land if somebody else is coming in close by they'll say we've got traffic in sight and they they communicate that they have each other in sight there's a system Does that for make sense? everything yeah. right here um as an airport director does every airport director have a pilot's license or can you be an airport no. director without absolutely okay yep so when i got into it i when I got my degree, it just, it was without, actually, I wanted to learn how to fly also. So it was like, what perfect way to kill two birds with one stone. So. Now. Yes, you don't have to have, um, most of them, you know, you don't even, I know people that don't even have a degree that are managing airports. And if, if you're good at it, you're good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So they might uh, have done something else all their life. They might have been in the military yeah. and then come in here. And that doesn't mean they don't have a degree. It just, you know, there's all different types of people that. Like just love. But yeah, you don't have to. It makes it easier, though. Yeah. So, be, you know, having that knowledge, hmm. if you're on, on the ground, then I kind of know what's going on up in the air when I hear them. I can look around and I know what direction they're coming from or where they're entering the traffic pattern at. So when they do, uh, when we have flight instruction, they have to do a lot of practicing in the pattern. And depending on which runway, so we have 
if you know a lot of people are like you have two runways now it's runway one six at one end at the north end and runway three four at the other end in our particular case so they just go in that particular order and they have to do their touch and goes get those landings just right so we don't have off. two runways we have one runway 1634 uh it's like two pieces to one runway correct okay yeah two different directions and it's all based upon magnetic compass and the prevailing winds so that's how they oriented this runway was which direction are the winds coming from for the most part and that's what they do in all other cities south wind so yeah if we have a north wind we'll be taken off from three four earlier uh, you showed me like what the pilot's lounge yes which is really really cool it's super relaxing in there um talk about like what that is and why you have it and okay why it's a cool thing for this airport so the pilot lounge will allow pilots that come in regardless if they're here diverted here because of weather or their passengers are coming in to do business here in the city or if they just want to come and visit family they can go back there 24-hour access there's a code they have to use to get in so it's on the outside they have a 24-hour access that leads them into the pilot lounge during hours you just walk through the fbo the lobby of the airport go Take back space there. operator yeah, that's right yep. Show off. very uh -huh. good <laughs> <laughs> so the pilot lounge has your refrigerator has a bathroom has a shower it has snacks and drinks and sodas comfortable chairs and comfortable chairs yeah. the chairs when we were getting ready to build this pilot lounge, it was asked of, you know, several pilots, what would you like to see in there? And their biggest concern was a recliner that laid flat. So the recliners that are in there will lie flat. That way it allows them to relax for three or four hours. Mm -hmm. They might have come here from New York City. It doesn't take them that long, but they might be here all day long waiting. Did they give their, you like a specific bottle number? Like, we need the Lazy Boy X9 4000. <laughs> 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 we just made sure it was flat. So, <laughs> uh, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a TV in there, which and uh, also computer printer allows them to get weather. And then we also have a camera uh, display, so it allows them because there's no windows back there, and a lot of uh, those pilot lounges may or may not have windows to where you can see the ramp so the camera allow has the cameras we have on the airport has uh, the screen allows them to see four different aspects of the airport so they can see their passengers arriving from in a car up to our gate or they can look out and make sure their aircraft's okay they can relax back there take it easy while their people are out doing business and you were saying that the lounge was built with funds from like local pilots. actually it, it well no the that was built by the city and then 50 percent of it was paid for by admin also so city of guthrie they got together and i think we ended up paying sixty-five thousand for that so that was split between the two cities okay. and then the all the furnishings were either donated or like the recliner the refrigerator mm -hmm. the microwave that sort of stuff was purchased with the local pilots here at the airport. Okay, cool. Yeah. And you were talking about business. What? And I think, don't you have a quote or saying something about 
the gateway to the community or something? What, what is that? Yes, all airports. Okay, so. Okay, it's all airports. Which, well, I kind of like to use that. I like to use that because it's kind of, it gets people's attention. We are the front door to the community. It's there the first place that passengers see, business people see when they get off the airplane. Mm -hmm. We want to look good. We have an awesome airport here. We're also the gateway to the world. That's what it was. Mm, that's yeah. fancy. I've heard you say both of yeah. them multiple yeah. times. So, something else <laughs> that now you just made something else click. The jet capable runway, think of it this way. What's really cool, it's a fun fact. So, we have a mile long runway. A mile of road, you can only go a mile. Right. But a mile of runway can take you anywhere. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So if we're sitting here in this lobby, like we are right now, I was about to say. if we were here like, you know, all the time, um, and we see like, airplanes land, how far away uh, will a plane have come to, to land here? The, the type of airplanes that are here, like what's the, that distance? Like, Kansas City, then? Boise? Well, we had a tenant that flew up to Alaska and back recently. So they from all over. So recently we had an economic impact study and we have a map and it will it shows all the different just some of all the different places. Washington, California, Nevada, all the way over to Vermont, New Hampshire, Louisiana, Texas. So we have we go from from this airport, they have reached out to almost all states mm -hmm. so is, and it's really cool i haven't seen this before yeah. well justin ha or aaron has it on the screen right now anyway so it's all good <laughs> <laughs> if you're just listening i am looking at a, a, a fancy handout that, someone has that, that describes what she's talking about yeah. yeah it was pretty neat that the oklahoma aeronautics commission recently uh 2017 did uh statewide aviation aerospace economic impact mm -hmm. And it shows that the annual activity for the state of Oklahoma in aerospace and aviation is $44 billion of annual activity. With a B. B. Yeah, B. Yeah, Dang. a B, not a M. <laughs> yeah. And that's huge because that makes us the second largest industry in the state. That ain't bad. Yeah. Now, this airport... I might have mentioned it before, but I have to mention it again, is that we have over a $19 million, million dollar economic impact on our community. And that's a big part of it is like businesses flying in, yes. taking a look at something of what to put a business in, to buy land. They, yes. Um, Edmund Guthrie. That's right. Yeah. Yep. They come in, then they're spending their tax dollars, they're staying at hotels, they're buying food, rental cars, fuel, fuel that's right. I remember when um, uh, at a meeting, a, a movie producer was talking about different things, and when it got mentioned that this airport was here and what jets were capable of landing here, that was like a, a super big deal. He's like, oh, that means that like, if we needed to, we could fly in, like, you know, movie stars right, right. Well, I gotta yes. tell you, well, 
Yeah. Deion Sanders flew in, and you didn't call and tell me ahead of time. I'm like, <laughs> I, not that I not that I dwell on that much, and I, I I've gotten over it. But uh, yeah, oh, Deion Sanders. I don't think flew you in. have. Yeah. You brought it up. <laughs> well, see, that's what's really cool is that you know they're talking about the Oklahoma and the film industry, mm-hmm. and that it's wow. starting to expand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty cool to be able to fly in an actor in here. You know, because the actors. May only want to, or may only need to be here a couple of hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They fly in and out Perfect. of here, right here. We have easy access on off to I-35, and the a lot of pilots like flying in here because no control tower. Absolutely, and there's and there's positive to being in Oklahoma City, but uh, like an actor Absolutely. flying in here, they can get in and out fast. Where at Oklahoma City, there's more people, more traffic, yes. more stops. This is, I would think, more convenient for those people Convenience. on the go. Yeah. So if uh, if a pilot does have like a, a, a decision to make in terms of like they could either land here or land at like a huge airport, it, they they would they could choose this because it's just more convenient, a little more easygoing, privacy, and, you know, yep. you know, all that stuff. Yeah, and a lot of off um, the radar. Some mm. of the I don't you know the passengers from what I have been told is that the pilots will decide you know, what airport they want to fly into. Yeah. And as long as the passenger gets to their appointment and arrives on time, that's good. So, so. what's what's next for this airport? What, like, what, you know, if you're thinking, you know, five, ten years in the future, like, what's your wish list for this place? Oh, my gosh. So there's a lot of things. So we work on what we call a capital improvement plan. And it's a five-year that FAA requires from us. And we'll build this five-year CIP, and then every year we'll update it with the new project. So this recently, um, this year, 2019, we did a design-only project for the ramp rehabilitation, meaning that all of the ramp you see out there, we have asphalt out there, all the concrete, anywhere there is a... Uh, panel that's cracked or spalling. The ramp, is, ramp and the runway are not the same thing. Ramp right? and runway are not. Ramp okay. and apron are used interchangeably. That is where all your airplanes come in and park. Use tie-downs. Tie-downs will tie down the smaller aircraft so they don't, the winds don't mess with them. We're looking at some airplanes right through the yes. glass there. They're tied yeah. down to the ramp. Correct. The yeah. apron. apron. The apron or apron. ramp. Yeah. I like yeah. Yeah. And Do it, I sound like cooler I said, if I use one of those words? Apron sound. Apron? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I want to sound like so, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that project will do the rehabilitation or design only. And then this next year, we're getting ready to do the actual construction part of that. The following uh, couple years, we'll save up our funds. And then we'll do another project. What I, what I really want to do, what I see us doing, is the taxiway lighting. So recently, about three years ago, we did our runway lighting, all LED cam lighting, because they were just on stakes with a light, if you will, I'll just say with a light on top. Then they were direct burial into the ground and plugged together in the ground. So when you had any like problems with Like people have in their gardens, lighting, like Christmas lights. Yes, <laughs> yes. right. Yes. Buried in the ground. Yeah. So that was a huge problem. If you have a light go out or anything, it makes it really hard to see it. So now we have can lighting, what they call can lighting, that uh, each light is put into a can, and then there's concrete poured around it, and then all of the electrical, like Christmas lighting, is all in Mm -hmm. conduit. 
So that's what we did for the runway lighting. We want to do that for all of our taxiway lighting now, make it all LED lighting. Oh, cool. So that, that I think, is um, that's huge. Plus, we want to finish a wish list is to get taxi lanes in our northwest development area, which is northwest of... And when I talk of direction, it's based up on the location of our lobby, of our FBO, our airport terminal, yeah. Cool. So that's, um, that's another one. We're very proud of our Guthrie Airport. What's, but as you go across the state, what's the one other airport you go, man, that's, I like that airport uh, that sticks out to you, like Guyman. Is, is there someone that is like? Well, I, I think I'm kind of partial to um, Max Westheimer Airport. Okay. I think that because city? that's where I came from. That's in the Nor Norman, Norman. Norman University of Oklahoma owns that airport. Oh well, yeah, they got it. And I was there <laughs> for about twelve years. Yeah, yeah. longer. So yeah. yeah, another one. Um, well, gosh, I would I would have to say Grove Airport. Grove, right? okay. Yeah, Grove Airport. It's a beautiful the Ridge airport. Runners. It's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Wiley Post is awesome because Wiley Post sure. got all the big jets coming in and out of there, yeah. and it's it's really neat. Um, haven't been up to Enid in a long, long time. So, you know. You know Wiley Post, named after Wiley Post. Breaking right. news. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. Will Rogers. Yeah. Oh, no. Have we ever thought about like <laughs> finding some interesting character in history to kind of like, we can still call it the Guthrie Edmond Regional Airport, but. Mr. Guthrie Edmond. Is there somebody we could, like, somebody like kind of interesting or quirky that we could kind of quasi name rename our airport after you ever thought about we that? haven't done it yet we, so say, no, i would say uh, i like, i'm not sure you know that'd be a good it's a good question what if we and just I think pick somebody that, and we kind of just see if it sticks <laughs> <laughs> i think edmund is real partial to their name being in it and like you we said we can them. still call it the guthrie edmund regional airport yeah yeah we don't we don't have to tell them so anything. um <clears throat> just kidding edmund there is a guy, um, and I just because you ask me now, mm. mind blank, but he was one of the first African American, and he went to school here. And I know Evelyn would know mm -hmm. right off the bat. And I'm just right now. That would be somebody you'd want to, or somebody well, that the, the road General Daniels Road. There you go. Is comes up here. Yep. There's, there's all kinds of options. Are I you wanting to adjust the 40 runways? This one, I mean, yeah, let's just cut the chase and get there. This is, is that... not a self-serving <laughs> okay. uh, little uh, okay. transition. Right. Yeah. I didn't know where we were headed. No. All right. Um, okay, so another random question, because they're all random right now. <laughs> uh, like airplanes, I mean, are we talking $80,000 beginner or $300,000 beginner airplanes? Are they still producing more airplanes than ever before? Is a 50-year-old airplane just as good as a two-year? I mean, Yes, okay, so... I see what you're saying. It takes me a while to get there. The, the, <laughs> the yellow airplane that you see? Yes. Now, they're required by FAA to keep up to date, and after so many hours, they have to go in for their 25-hour, their 50-hour, and I'm, don't quote me on that, right, right. but that just gives you an idea. They're constantly in there making sure everything's fine-tuned. That airplane is a 1947 Aronka Champs, what they call it. So, yeah, they're... They're for a while. Yeah. And so it's expensive. Uh, gee, 
the little gas cap costs you a hundred bucks or more, you know. But it they are expensive to keep up. So like so, an, an entry level airplane, yeah, whatever that is, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> what, what are we looking at, price wise? You're asking the wrong person. I'm sorry. Just make it yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> now I can. <laughs> Isn't this being podcast? Hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> now I, some of the more elaborate. I know they're multi million dollar aircraft, but these, you know, Glenn Crabtree, he's aircraft sales too. Um, I mean, Seventy-five thousand. Okay, because you mentioned people like so well, you friends going together for, and to buy right. an airplane. I so see you know how exactly hundred friends, two hundred friends to so, go in with me. Okay, to so single my engine land forty thousand dollars. You could probably find one. They they okay. range. It, it okay. just depends on what you want, and what you want in it. Um, they can go as low as if uh, there's work to be done on it. I know somebody looking at one right now that's about twenty thousand. So, but it needs work. So you can get them for a really good deal and then just do the work yourself or have, you know, your buddies help you. Right on. A&P, of course. That's an airframe and power plant certified. I'm glad you mentioned them again because you mentioned that they were like a, you know, kind of like the mechanic shop for airplanes, which brings me to this question. So let's just say I have an airplane and it's having some kind of issues. Does every airport have its own, like, mechanic place? Most airports do, okay. and if they don't, they a lot of them will hear about somebody. I know that here, aircraft come <clears throat> from other cities to come here and have it worked on. So, and then there's airplanes here that might know of somebody up at Wiley Post that will take their aircraft and have them worked on. Okay. So it's just a matter of preference and, and how good of work. The mechanics travel to the location. Cause now that you said, I've never seen like if a plane has to be worked on. You don't tow truck. You never so see you like fly. a plane on a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you fly them back and forth, and you do that before they have to have work done on. Okay, say so, so. See, there's certain. You can't like just I turn said, the radio up to like drown out the noise like I do in my car. But, right. Okay, you have to you have to get it fixed. Yes. Okay, I'm really about to dumb this down. I apologize. <laughs> but what happens if they can't fly and you need a mechanic? Do they, then that mechanic then would drive. come here. Yeah, and okay. we have mechanics that will come here to the airport. I've seen that one. Uh, first started out but here at the airport and I see them come in with their trailer and stuff and I'm wondering what are you guys doing over there so yeah and then we have a a young man that's here that used to work for Glenn as A&P got his A&P and then now he takes his tools and he'll go here at the airport from hangar to hangar Mm -hmm. he's got a clientele built up so that works really well for him Chris, I will see your dumb question and raise <laughs> oh. you a really stupid question. I got one, one more coming too. So, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> All right. um, so uh, when it comes to, like, it's kind of a popular thing now amongst uh, folks who uh, like to work on maybe work on cars, but they don't want to also live in a big house. They might like live in a tiny home, correct, or like in an RV, or a, a, they can build out a van to live in their van. Mm-hmm. Like, do people like ever build out like an airplane? Like, live in the airplane? Is that a, like? Are there RVs that are also airplanes? I've never heard of anybody living in their airplane. I am. This is my, <laughs> business, business plan. That's what I'm working on right now. <laughs> right, well, down. Well, my next question, I won't feel as dumb now. With they this spend one. a lot of time in them, but I'm I'm yeah. pretty sure they're not living in them. So how how long it can? It depends on your perception of 
living in them. Right. Okay. How long can a pilot stay up in the air? I mean, is there, like a truck driver can only drive X amount uh, of hours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I know there is stipulation in yeah. I don't know if it's like a 12-hour day, and I should know that because that's what my husband mm -hmm. used to do for a living. Yeah. I'm glad we could stump you on something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. you have on a lot of things. Even this wealth of knowledge for like <laughs> There's so now. much. I'm still learning things. I mean, I've, I've been doing this for over 20 years, close to 25 years, and I'm just like, there's new things I'm learning all the time. Especially yeah. when I came here to this airport. It's been awesome. We're about to get into some of the community things that you, that you do. Okay. But... but that's why it takes people like our questions to stump. So like they're not used to the people like us asking questions. <laughs> idiots they're, who's yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're used to the terminology. But uh, there is always uh, a variety of events that you guys have annually. Uh, one's coming up fairly shortly, and there's, yes. one, there's throughout the year uh, as well. Uh, community fly-ins a big one. Uh, I know the kids love that one. Get to fly in the air and eat hot dogs, see all the cool stuff. But then. Santa Claus is around the corner. Yes. So December 14th, we will have Santa fly in, and we'll be serving hot cocoa and candy canes. And that's going to be from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. So he will arrive in the airplane. It's really cool. He'll come in, and, and they call him Santa 1. So his <sighs> tail number, or his call sign, what they call it, is a call sign, Santa one and he says Santa one and so I have the radio on out there so they can hear and they hear him and they just squeal mm -hmm. jump up and down all excited they fly around real slow and let them see then they come back in and they land pull up Santa gets out he's waving to him the kids are just going crazy does we Santa got, fly himself or does he have an elf that he, flies the plane for him an elf okay yeah and he brings a couple elves with him too to help him out with um all the kids i think last year he brought uh his little elf dog and it really was neat because the kids some of them are not sure what to think of santa and then they see that dog they just no problem mm -hmm. and those are the really younger ones so he comes up we set out uh his chair and christmas present you know, around him, and he's got his big bag of candy canes, and then everybody gets I've taken yeah. a picture with Santa before out there. So have I. Yeah. So one to three. It's free. It's free. Yep. Yes. And you've got uh, hot chocolate from Rick's, Rick's fine, fine chocolates, chocolates and coffee. Uh, so if you're if you're listening and watching, and you hadn't been to Rick's before, it really is like this magical mm -hmm. place. They make all their own like chocolate and candy there. It's this magical world of. Um, sugary goodness. It, <laughs> um, absolutely, and I just, I just thank them so much, and really appreciate them always. They've been donating the hot cocoa since I've been here, and I know the Santa Flying started a couple years before I got here. So, it's just, it's really neat to have the, the businesses and community to be such a big part of this. Yeah, Stacy, who owns that place, is uh, fantastic. She's been a guest on the, the podcast before. Stacy Stanton. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I went over it quick, real quickly. I, I, I'm going to skim over it because I want to go back to it. But the community fly-in is also another big event held here every year. It is. And we probably have any, for, any probably about 1,200 people come through mm -hmm. here. And that's in a five-hour period. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things going on. I think the biggest uh, event or the biggest part of that event is our EAA Young Eagles flights. That's where... These great group of volunteer pilots with the Experimental Aircraft Association, 
EAA get together and they register these kids with their parents' permission, eight through 17, and then they get to go up and fly in an airplane for free. It's pretty cool. Yeah. My so, kid, my, both my kids have done it. Really? Yeah. Well, one of my kids has done it. That's super cool. Yeah. So it's really a neat draw for the community to let them know that come out to the airport, see what great things are happening at right. your airport. So. So we've been chatting for about 45 minutes now. <clears throat> so whenever, whenever Chris and I uh, start our uh, flight instructor um, or flight lessons, does that mean since we know so much now, yes. we can prorate that uh, those hours? We can include this in our. 40 I'm sure hours. some could be worked out. Well, 45 minutes into our 40 hour, <laughs> recommend it. Exactly. Awesome. Chris, I have I have no more stupid questions. I, oh. I'm fresh out. Okay. <laughs> so, but make sure um, Saturday, December 14th, uh, come out and hang out with Santa Claus. Yeah, and I yeah. I really appreciate you guys coming out here today. Absolutely, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. So. Do that, come out here, one to three free hot chocolate Santa Claus for that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see your beautiful hair part. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks. Coming home, coming home.